Thanks for listening to our Legacy Church podcast. We hope that today's message helps you in your walk with Christ and you visit us soon at our Legacy Church campus in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. For more information, visit us online at www.legacychurchri.com. Jesus is a living God and church needs to be a living church. The days of dead religion are gone. The spirit of the Lord is moving upon the earth. And God is drawing all people to him. And we're grateful that he's doing that here in little Rhode Island. If God used Bethlehem, he can use Rhode Island to start a movement. Amen? I want to turn to the book of Luke, chapter 4. And we're going to read an account what actually happened on Easter Sunday morning. This is history. This isn't just words on parchment. This is history. This is an actual account of what happened on Easter Sunday morning. The Bible says on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that they had prepared, and they went to the tomb. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember. Remember. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and he ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering, wondering, wondering to himself what had happened. It was a Thursday that the tragedy of what was about to happen came upon these normal people like you and me. And it continued on through Sunday. It was a time of fear, a time of disappointment, a time of great sadness where people just like you and me had put all their hope and faith in this one man named Jesus. They had put all their trust and anticipation of what they believed was about to happen, that he would be the King of kings, the Lord of lords, that would take dominion upon the earth and free them from captivity. But none of this happened as expected. Life doesn't happen many times as is expected. We live and we wonder 
Why is this happening to me? Why aren't my dreams and my plans and what I think should happen happening to me? Why didn't my marriage work out? Why did I lose my job? Why am I struggling with oppression, depression, addiction? It shouldn't be this way. And in these times of vulnerability, just like the women and the disciples and the apostles and those that expected something other than what they planned and believed would happen, it's these times of vulnerability that voices start to speak to you. People start to give you answers, and voices start to give you answers to the questions that you have. I'm reminded of the book of Job, who suffered tremendously. And his friends brought answers to him and, and, and made statements to him to try to figure out why were these tragedies happening to him. And they weren't answers that he needed to hear because they weren't the truth. And these voices of unbelief and anger and hopelessness and hurt and sin and voices even from the very pit of hell itself begin to speak to us in these vulnerable times in our lives that cause you and I to lose hope in God, that cause you and I to wave our fist even in arrogance to God because things are not happening the way they should be. There'll be voices that cause us to doubt God. You know, 2,000 years ago, these voices existed. And 2,000 years later, they still exist. Voices that will say, Jesus is a liar. Those voices still speak today that he was a liar. That Jesus was a demon. He was a fraud. Those voices still speak today. That Jesus was a lunatic. He planned his own death. There's even books written to try to prove that Jesus planned his own death. He somehow fulfilled over 300 prophecies written about him. Thousands of years before he was born. 500 years before he was born. Somehow, incredibly, through every impossibility, through every probability, somehow, Jesus figured out how to be born in Bethlehem. He figured out how to be born of a virgin. He figured out how to get people to hate him, the religious to hate him, the Romans to hate him. Somehow he figured out how to be crucified between two thieves that was prophesied before. Somehow he figured out how to get his body disappeared from the tomb that Roman soldiers died over to protect. Somehow, those voices still speak today. He's just a man. We'll kill him. We'll eliminate him. And he'll be gone forever. And yet, 2,000 years later, we are celebrating him in every nation, every tribe, every tongue, every nation. He wasn't a lunatic. You have to be a lunatic to believe that he was a lunatic. See, it's in times of struggle, in times of questioning, in times of confusion and pain, you have to remember not what they say, 
but what Jesus said. Like the song said, voices may say, you are weak. You'll always be broken. You'll always be depressed. You'll always be lonely. But Jesus says, you are strong in him. Voices may say, you are falling short. You'll never measure up. You can't change. You are cursed. Your family was cursed. Nothing will ever change for you. But Jesus says, I died for you. Come to me and I will change your life. Voices may say you don't belong. No one will accept you. You're not like those church people. Jesus says we're all his children. Jesus says that he will leave the 99 that are in church until he gets you back where you belong. He will leave the 99 and go after the one. Voices may say no one cares for you. Jesus says, I will die for you. In their worst time in life, these normal people that follow Jesus, in grief, in agony, in deep sorrow, their whole world was turned upside down. Their whole belief system was turned upside down. They watched Jesus be crucified. They watched it happen. They could not believe that this was happening because Jesus claimed he was God. It's impossible for God to be crucified, yet it happened because they failed to understand that Jesus had to come as a suffering servant because you and I could never, ever, ever, ever Get rid of our sins. You and I can never, ever, ever not be sinners. We will always be separated from God. And God so loved you. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son. I cannot imagine the love of God that he would give his son, his very son, for you and me. He will allow you and me in every sin that we committed to bang the nails into his hands, to bang the nails into his feet. And then the greatest pain that Jesus experienced was not the crucifixion, was the moment that his father, that they would have been together for eternity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, his very own father would have to turn his head because he could not look upon sin. And Jesus took upon himself The sins of the world, your sin, my sin, our curses, our diseases. And Jesus cried with a deep cry, My God, my God, why have you? Everyone else has forsaken me, but why have you forsaken me? And Jesus took upon himself your sin and my sin. And he did it voluntarily. Because of everything we've been singing about today, because of his love for you. And I believe in the most difficult times, just like the angels came to the women, and they, and they said to the women, listen, remember, remember what Jesus said. Remember what Jesus said. Don't you remember 
what Jesus said in your most difficult times. Don't you remember what Jesus said? See, in the most hopeless times, the most difficult times, I believe God will give you a sign. God will try to reach out to you. God will speak to you. He'll remind you of Jesus. He'll remind you of where you can find Him, who you can talk to. He'll remind you of church. Go to church. That's what the Lord said to me when I was in hopelessness. When I was trying to figure it out, I hear these words because I didn't know anybody like you crazy Christian people that talk to me about Jesus. I didn't know anybody. But yet, in my spirit, I heard, Ron, get to church. Go to church. Look for me. Look for me. Look for me. You know, God gives us signs. I'm reminded of what just happened at the Notre Dame Cathedral. I'm reminded back to 9-11 and the tragedy, the hopelessness. I wonder if we can put the picture up. Impossibility. Two beams, two separate beams, welded together by the fire to cause a cross in the midst of destruction to arise. And not just the cross. Can you see this? A piece of sheet metal perfectly wrapped over the beam. Just a coincidence, people would say. And then we see in Notre Dame, again, in the midst of, of total destruction, a cross remains. I believe God gives us signs. He speaks to us. You're here because God has drawn you here, speaking to you. What's powerful about Easter morning, morning is many people don't realize this. I'm going to read the scripture in Matthew 27, 51 through 53. Not only was Jesus resurrected, but others were resurrected. At the moment, the curtain of the temple in Matthew 27, 51 through 53. You have your Bible. At the, that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from the top to bottom. The earth shook. The rocks split and the tombs broke open. And another passage of Scripture says that when, they, when Jesus had given up his spirit, there was a huge earthquake. Matter of fact, I walked on a mountain, and the Bible talks about this, that was split when Jesus was crucified. And it was, it's in Italy. It's a, a mountain completely, perfectly split in half. And the, and the story is, and it's written right on the mountain, that and the, and the crucifixion, this mountain, melted like wax. And someone was walking on the mountain, and it became like wax. It was solid rock. And the side of the rock, because the mountain split right in half, someone was trying to hold on, and the mountain became like wax. And you see his fingers right into the solid rock. And I walked on that mountain. And, and the Bible says in this passage of Scripture, the earth shook, the rocks split, split, and the tombs broke open. And the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection, and they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. See, Jesus 
when you invite him into your life, he pulls you out of the tomb with him. The tombs of depression, the tombs of, of generational curses, the tombs of hopelessness, the tombs that bind us up, the tombs of emptiness and loneliness, and you feel there's no purpose to your life and meaninglessness. The tombs that so hold us in this world, Jesus lifts you out. He resurrects you. We hear in, in the awesome testimonial video, video where people say, depression and suicide tried to hold me, but Jesus set me free. And someone says, I had success and nice things, but I was empty. But Jesus filled my void. Bad relationships, searching for love in all the wrong places. But Jesus healed me and showed me my worth. I lost a child in my womb. But Jesus comforted me. He healed me and he gave me hope. In my darkest time, in a prison cell, Jesus comes even to your prison cell. When you don't deserve it, Jesus came and delivered me and freed me. See, why do we search for the living among the dead? Why do we search for life in a world that doesn't have life to offer? Now, if you're here today, I want you to meditate upon this song and listen to the words of it. And I believe that God's going to speak to us today. Some of you, right now, in the place you're in, you don't even know whether you're going to heaven or to hell. And hell and heaven are real places. Jesus preached about hell, one of the topics more than anybody. But he came to save you from it. But we have to submit to him and accept him to our life. Listen to this song and, and let it penetrate your heart. For he is waiting, his hands of kindness welcome us home. Come to the arms of grace, he has never left you.
Every head can be bowed right now. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, speak to us today. We don't want this day, Lord, to just be another day. Lord, where we leave, Lord, and, and nothing changes, nothing happens. I pray, Holy Spirit, this day would be a day that breaks the chains of death and sin off of our lives and gives us new life in you. If you've never have invited Jesus into your life, or you know you need to begin to live in a new way in him, I want to give this opportunity to you to change your eternal destiny. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. See, religion says you have to do something. I have to earn it. I have to be holy enough. But Jesus says, I accept you as you are. Come as you are. I will help you. So if you, in your heart, you're feeling a tug from the Lord to make a commitment to follow him, I just want you to raise your hand to Jesus right now, wherever you're at. Don't be ashamed. Be bold. I see your hands. 
see your hand. If you know you need to get right with God, maybe you're a prodigal. You've just kind of been treating Jesus like a hobby. You need to make him the Lord of your life. Just raise your hand. I see your hand. Let's listen to the Holy Spirit. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Jesus sees your hand. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to make a declaration with our lips that all heaven and all hell will hear right now as you declare this. Believe it in your heart. Make Jesus your Lord and Savior. You can know with surety the Holy Spirit's going to come within you and you'll go from death to life. You go from hell to heaven and God's going to start directing your life. I want us all to pray this today, this prayer. Let's just pray together. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Help me to live for you. And I renounce all evil. And I accept your plans for my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Write my name in the book of life. I love you, Jesus, with all my heart. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Let's just all stand and just thank the Lord. Thanks for listening today. We pray you are blessed by our Legacy Church podcast and hope to see you soon at our church service in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. You can connect with us on any social media platform at Legacy Church RI. Have a blessed week.